I'm definitely not perfect. I catch myself sometimes and it's a shameful and icky feeling, but I have to be honest that maybe my intentions aren't pure. You're listening to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. I'm sharing relatable stories of freedom seekers who ditched conventional office life and courageously asked for more. The energy just completely shifted. My entire being just felt so free. My business was still generating income while I was on the beach. I decided to quit and just stay at home. I really can't work for anyone but me. It's literally just doing whatever the hell you want to do. As for me, I'm your host, Sam, and I've spent the last four years creating a business that allows me to work from anywhere. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? Hello, freedom seekers. I am so happy you're here for another episode. Today, we are talking about the art of self-promotion, which is a really important topic to discuss when it comes to entrepreneurs, freelancers, content creators, those already doing the thing, and those who are aspiring to do the thing. Tools like social media and really the internet in general, you know, these are amazing resources for us to be leveraging when it comes to getting our message out into the world, sharing our content, telling people about our offers, sharing what it is that we're working on. It's kind of a missed opportunity to not do this. The reality is other people are, whether you consider them your competitors or just other people on the internet who are taking attention from other people. People are doing this and it's important for us to see this as an opportunity and to get more and more comfortable with the art of self-promotion. And in my experience being a business owner and leveraging social media for at least a decade, as well as meeting hundreds of entrepreneurs in my own journey, there's typically three phases that I find I've gone through and other people go through when it comes to self-promotion. So phase one is really just starting to do it and not worrying what people will think, whether I'm going to be judged, and whether my message is quote-unquote even good enough to share. So that's really phase one. Phase two, you've started sharing content, you're more and more comfortable posting, talking about yourself, talking about your success, sharing your offers, but now you're wondering like, am I being too much? Am I talking about myself too much? Is this even being inspiring and helpful or am I just bragging now and trying to figure out what that line is? So that's phase two. And phase three is when your success and your self-promotion and your talking about yourself starts to impact the relationships around you and starts to shape how people treat you, not for the better. (laughs) And it becomes this new thing you have to navigate. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about these three phases. I've been through all of them. And I'm going to give you some practical tips that I've really benefited from implementing when I was in each of those phases that I'm going to share for you today. To kick things off though, I want to even just level set on what inspired me to create this episode. And so my last interview with Nicole, who is the freelance voiceover artist, we talked a lot about her decision to actually stay completely private when it comes to her business success. She doesn't even use her real name on the internet. Her name isn't even Nicole. I know her real name, but I'm only allowed to use her internet name. She's never posted on social media on her personal accounts about her business or told anybody about how successful she's been. She even said that her friends don't even realize that she has this multiple six-figure business and that last year her fiance was actually able to quit his job because she was doing so well. 
I was so curious about her decision to be quiet because it's a completely different approach to mine. I feel like I'm constantly talking about my work and the lifestyle it allows me to have. And so I was really interested when I encountered somebody who was having so much success and didn't want to share it and didn't see the potential of inspiring other people to achieve the same. So here's a clip from that episode if you haven't actually heard it yet. You should go do that after this one, though. And it's funny because, again, Nicole is a pseudonym, but like I have a coffee mug with Nicole on it. That's my work cup. Like Nicole goes to work and pays for all the things and then hangs up her hat and I get to just be me in my house with my fiance, with my ponies, not dealing with the stress and the drama that comes with the possibility of people finding you and saying terrible things. I also have this fear of like if I were to be posting numbers or talking about how I'm doing. Do you ever have to deal with people being like, hey, well, you're five or famous and they'll be messaging you and like, send me gigs, send me money, send me job. Do you do you deal with that? No, more so just offhand comments from family of just like, oh, well, you can afford it or, oh, you guys that have doesn't lots bother of money. You? That doesn't I, bother you? I'm proud of it. I am. I and respect you. Yeah, I am proud of it. And I think that It's not my fault if I trigger other people or spark envy in other people. I am here if you want to learn how I did it. I'm super generous with my time. This podcast is free and globally accessible. And I don't want to dim myself because you're not living as fully and as free as me. Woo! (laughs) Girl! Girl, I I appreciate you sharing that as an opportunity for me to reconsider because it's totally a fear response. I really appreciate you. That is such a beautiful mindset. So in general, that kind of gives you a spoiler of how I feel about self-promotion and I feel about talking about my success and how it might impact the relationships around me. But that shouldn't be a surprise, right? Someone like me who is creating this content, creating a podcast like The Freedom Lifestyle, I'm clearly of the opinion that it can do more benefit than it can do harm by sharing these stories sharing how I did it, sharing my success, and talking about it in hopefully a humble and inspiring way. But that's phase two. So let's just even just start with phase one, which is talking about ourselves and posting about ourselves on the internet and leveraging social media to tell the world about what I'm up to and how I feel and how I think and what I'm creating and what you can buy of mine and how we can work together. That going from zero to one is a big hurdle for a lot of people. What worked for me is that early on I ripped that band-aid. So when I was in high school, social media came out, university, I really started to leverage it for promotional opportunities. I was very involved in philanthropic work. I was the president of one of the largest clubs at my university. We put on charity events and were raising money. I was starting to use social media to achieve business good and social impact. And at that phase, I didn't really worry what people thought about me because it wasn't about me. I was doing it for the animals or for people who are sick or for children, whatever the fundraiser was. I didn't feel bad about posting about what I was working on or asking people to contribute because it was so rooted in something that had nothing to do with me. And I think that really ripped the band-aid for me early on so that when it came time to me now not having a charitable focus in a traditional sense and 
know, selling things online or talking about my offers, talking about how you can work with me, listening to my podcast and downloading my show. I had already had that experience of just doing this regularly and posting and talking to the camera. And it allowed me to see that you can be creating something so amazing in the background, but if nobody knows about it, then it's such a missed opportunity. And I would argue that the promotional aspect of creating something is equally as important as creating something great. You can definitely get to a point where you have enough raving fans and enough of a base of people who are using your products, listening to your content. It's now organically and naturally growing where people are telling other people about it and you don't have to promote as much. That's definitely a phase you can get to and can look forward to. But at the beginning it's arguably as important to promote something and talk about something that you're doing as it is to create something really great. But it's easy to worry that you're being self-centered. It's really easy to feel like, well, am I just showing off? And to worry, what's that guy from high school that's following me on Instagram going to think if he hears that I'm now doing this? Or if I'm now talking about this? Will people think that I'm, you know, just showing off? Will people think, hey, this is weird and I'm not interested and I'm going to lose friends over it? Right before I was recording this podcast episode, I had a call with my accountability group and I asked them about what their journey with self-promotion has been like and what has chipped them up in various phases. And another one is worried that no one's going to listen, that you're going to talk to the void, that you're going to finally feel like I have the perfect message to say. There's no flaws. I've thought it through exactly. You have that perfectionism checked off and then you go to post or talk about yourself and then the algorithms do not work in your favor and no one's actually listening or consuming your content or going to your website or buying your product. And so there's that fear that you're going to put yourself out there. It's not going to go well. No one's going to care. And to be honest, sometimes these things do happen. Sometimes you do get judged and and sometimes it's not silent. Sometimes people reach out to you and they actually let you know what they think. I remember when I first started creating promotions for my podcast mastermind or maybe it was my, my very first course, launch a podcast on a budget, and someone replied to my social media post, that's exactly what the world needs is more podcasts. And I was like, wow, harsh. Thank you. Another thing that I've received feedback on directly is my voice. And oh, you have a podcast voice. Your voice changes when you're on your podcast. That's not actually how you sound. And I've had people literally give me that feedback. But you know what also happens is I get messages from people saying, your Instagram stories are my favorite. You always make me laugh or you make me feel so good. You have the perfect voice for podcasting. And so tip number one is when you start doing this, and you start to get that positive feedback and affirmation, screenshot it, keep it. I have a folder on my phone called happiness. And whenever I'm feeling doubtful and whenever I'm worrying about, am I being too much? Am I being judged? What is this person thinking about me? I go through these old posts and remind myself to keep going. It's impossible for everyone to like everything that we're doing and that we're saying. I believe that if that is a case, then you're probably just playing safe. You're living in a way that's very much aware of how you're being perceived and ensuring that you're teeing yourself up to be perceived in a positive light and you're not going to ruffle any feathers. You're probably just playing a bit too small if you're not sparking any type of controversy or any type of feedback right? It's very easy for people to critique, especially people who are not actually doing the work themselves. They don't know how much goes into things. And so when you get that respect, which you will get, 
Keep a folder of that. Remember those messages and focus on the positive. Tip number two is something that I learned from Tony Robbins, actually. I took one of his programs. He said that whatever you're creating, whatever your message is, you really want to be honest with yourself. Do I believe that this can make the world a better place? Am I really creating this product, this service from a place of this can help people? This can make someone's business more effective. This can make someone's life easier. This is going to bring more joy to somebody if they buy my product or use my services or consume my message. If you really believe that what you're creating and what you have to say is rooted from a place of wanting to make a positive impact and genuinely making things better, then by not promoting it, by not talking about it, by not telling people about it, you're doing a disservice for the world because you're keeping it to yourself and you're not allowing people to benefit. When I heard that, I thought, wow, that is definitely a leap in terms of getting to a place you are so confident that you're now doing a disservice to the world. And that might be a big leap for you to get to, but I think it should be the goal. I really think that should be the North Star in whatever we're creating. Is it rooted in actually making things better? If I believe that, then I really should be telling more people about it. So I thought that was very powerful. And then my third tip is about you know, speaking to the void and no one actually listening or watching my content or going to my website. And something that really helps me that I find really interesting is when I first started creating my podcast episodes, say I was getting 100 downloads per episode and I was feeling really discouraged by that. I wanted more people to listen. I was hearing about other podcasters who were getting more downloads than that and I was really focused on that number and wondering if I should even keep going if only 100 people are listening. And then I had an in-person event, a live podcast taping to end the first season I ever did. I sold over 100 tickets and 100 people were physically in the room in a WeWork space and I was so friggin' proud of myself. I thought it was so amazing that a hundred people were there listening to my live podcast taping and I could see them and they were in the physical space. And I realized, how is that any different? A hundred people that are consuming my content from the convenience of their own home or going for a walk while podcasting or listening to it on demand or multitasking, how is it any different than the hundred people I could physically see in the room? And I really realized that this digital world really messes with our perspective of what success is because a hundred people listening to my message, watching my stories, watching my Instagram reels, that's a significant amount of people. I think you should really ground yourself in that and not getting so tripped up on the numbers. So that's something that I wanted to share that really helps me have perspective. Okay, phase two. I hear you, Sam. I'm ready to promote myself and show up on social media. I've been doing it, but now I'm wondering, am I doing it too much? Am I now just bragging? Is this even being inspiring? Is this even being helpful? Or am I just triggering other people? And I use the word bragging because I have a close girlfriend who avoided social media for years. She actually said to me, she feels like it's bragging. And she's worried that she's going to make people feel bad about themselves 
if she's showing that she has a great life. In the last year, she started an amazing business where she's really connecting with her audience online and leveraging social media, and she's doing an amazing job with her content, and it's completely transformed her attitude about social media. In fact, she told me that she wishes she had been using her voice and leveraging social media sooner versus now just waiting until she had a business and something to sell, right? It's a real fear, though, about bragging. I think about some of my own content. I am engaged and I'm often posting about my fiance and this amazing relationship and how intentional and conscious we are and our goal setting, co-creating and this like life that we've built together that takes us to amazing locations in the world. And I, I do worry, am I bragging? Am I making people feel bad about themselves if they don't have this? Or what I hope is happening is I'm inspiring other people to want more from their life, to not settle for something that doesn't make them happy, and to feel inspired by somebody who hopefully is relatable. But I do worry and overthink about how I appear online. And I have this sticker on my laptop. I'm looking at it right now. It's pink and it has stars and a moon on it and it's a milkshake. And it actually says, I don't really care. And I joke that this sticker is both ironic and inspirational because I care a lot. I'm constantly asking myself these things after I post is, ooh, am I just bragging? And I wish that after every post I could do one of those polls and saying like, hey, you know, d- did you find this inspiring or did you feel like I was I was bragging and, you know, validate me. I guess that's one option, but not realistically sustainable. What I do find to be really helpful that I wanted to give you a tip if you find yourself in this phase is asking yourself, what is my intention with this post, with me sharing this story about my life, with me mentioning money, with me talking about where I'm working from? Maybe I'm announcing that I just sold out my program. All of these messages and these examples I just gave are examples of things that I do that I wonder, am I bragging or am I being inspiring? And so what I ask myself is, am I truly trying to inspire someone? Am I offering some type of message here that's actually helpful? Am I giving a tip? Am I creating value with this? Or am I looking for some sort of validation? Am I looking to actually put myself above other people? And I'm definitely not perfect. I catch myself sometimes and it's a shameful and icky feeling, but I have to be honest that maybe my intentions aren't pure. That really helps ground me. It really helps me actually create better content where, you know, you can still post the thing. You can still have the humble brag. You can still post the poolside photo or, you know, this amazing investment that you made that made you these great returns or that you just made X amount of money in 24 hours with the launch of your new product. You can still do these things. But something that I find really helpful is to follow up with a great tip. Provide some value. Maybe make somebody who's wanting to be where you're at level set with them of, you know, you remember wanting this and remembering not know how to get it and you're so happy that you've now found it and, you know, here's one tip to get closer. Maybe throw in a resource, an article you read that was helpful, a book that you've read, another program of someone else's you took that helped you get to here. Don't just claim the success and act like it's so effortless. See if you can throw some value with it. And, you know, sometimes... It's hard to do that, right? Sometimes you just need to build your credibility and build your thought leadership and share your opinion, have people see you in an expert, and that's okay. But then that's what you're grounded in. 
I'm sharing this because it's important for people to see me as credible and to see me as an authority in my space and to see that I know what I'm talking about in order for someone to trust me and to take that first step in working with me so that I can therefore transform their lives. And that is totally okay. But asking yourself, what is the intention with this can really help you be honest and ground yourself in whether you're looking to just be validated and brag and up-level other people or if you're being really thoughtful about how you're using these tools. So that's my tip for phase two. Phase three, arguably the most challenging phase, which is when you're doing this stuff, you are posting on social media, you're figuring out how to be inspiring, you're being more tactful about when you're talking about your success, and even though you're being really thoughtful about it and coming from a really good place, your success ends up making people treat you differently, and it can impact the relationships around you. I actually think it's one of the most under-discussed topics when it comes to success is how your success impacts your relationships and your life. It's this like icky, unfortunate thing where you get to a place of, should I dim my light? When someone asks me, how's it going? Should I just say, "Mm, it's okay. I did that for so long. When people would say to me, oh my God, your life is amazing. You're doing such great things. I would immediately start downplaying it. I would immediately start to make it seem like, oh, it's not that good. Or I would just start to talk about all these negative things. And I actually catch Jared doing it sometimes where he's just so conscious of making other people feel bad that he acts like it's not even awesome. I leave a conversation with him sometimes. I'll be like, why did you make it seem like that amazing trip we went on or that experience we had, you know, wasn't good. And he'll say it's because, well, he doesn't want to make people feel bad about themselves. It is a thing where you do end up triggering people. But the truth is that you will irritate people if they're not shining their light too. If they're not also doing the work and having a vision for their lives and trying to seize the day. If people are unhappy and not doing anything about it, of course they're going to be irritated about it. But I don't think that's your problem, right? And I choose to focus on the people who are going to hear our story and hear about our adventures or hear about the success we're having and think, hey, I want to have that too. And when people come back around and tell you that your story actually really helped them, For me, that is what I focus on and I focus on the power to do good and the power to positively transform people's lives because the thing is, is that my highlight reel and posting all of this, it's, it's never to bring people down. I'm trying to bring people up, but if someone feels uncomfortable or envious or triggered, I think that's a message for them about why they're feeling that way, right? They have the choice to unfollow you if it's online or stop watching your content. They can stop inviting you to places if they feel like whenever they're around you, they feel like you make them feel bad about themselves. They can ask you less questions about your lives and they can literally just zone out when you're talking. So they all have those options. But the truth is, is that message is really for them. Why am I so irritated by this person's success? And I found this quote by a therapist named Dr. Fazilia. And she had said that if someone isn't used to being confident, then someone who is confident can come off as arrogant. If you're used to being passive aggressive and not actually saying what you feel, someone who's being assertive, that can feel like aggression. If you're not used to having your own needs met and asking for what you want, someone who prioritizes themselves and has boundaries, you can think is selfish. You cannot let your own comfort zone be a benchmark for what's appropriate for somebody else. And 
if any of this stuff resonated, I know it does not feel good of like, oh, I, I have been finding people with boundaries to be selfish. What is that message for you? Oh, I do find this person to be really aggressive. Do you have trouble standing up for yourself? Often when the finger points, it's usually the fingers pointing back at you and I hate it and I catch myself in it all the time and it's the most humbling and uncomfortable experience, but we got to do it. I believe that we can be humble while also celebrating our success. I think both of those things can be true. I believe that I can be privileged and live a life of privilege while also being sensitive to other people's lack. And I think both of those things can be true. I do believe that I can trigger both inspiration and envy at the same time. I believe both things can be true. So don't let other people trick you into downplaying your wins or feeling shame about your success. You've worked so hard for that. And that message and that truth of how awesome things are actually going could be exactly what somebody needs to take the leap for themselves. So that's my message for phase one, two, and three, self-promotion. Thank you for listening to another episode. I'm going to take a moment and do some self-promotion for myself. It would mean the world to me if you would share this episode directly with a friend who might be struggling in one of these three phases or even more widely on social media and tag me. I truly believe my message around self-promotion and the art of it and how important it is can truly help impact more lives for the better and you helping me get there means the world to me. If you haven't already done so, please leave me a review in your podcast app. I read every single one of these reviews. When I took a year off from my podcast, I was wondering whether it was even worth me coming back. And I revisited these reviews as a reminder to keep going. So until next time, freedom seekers, enjoy your freedom.